With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome. I'm Rabbi David Lyon from Congregation Beth Israel in Houston. Now that Houston and many cities in Texas and in the region have recovered from the bitter cold, broken pipes and flooded homes, hunger and insecurity, we are again amazed at the humanity the compassion and the care that helps us all to resolve the issues that we face together. We might experience it differently, but together we recover. And I'd still rather live here than anywhere else, just to know that people who care as neighbors do help us all overcome the challenges that we face from time to time and from season to season. When we open the Torah scroll, especially to the book of Exodus, we find there a very special time, too, when people were seeking something that they needed desperately. It wasn't heat, and it wasn't water, but it was a sense of faith. Because after the Israelites were redeemed from bondage in Egypt and made their way through the wilderness to Sinai, they still sought the security of God in whose presence they would feel that they had what they needed and could continue to face the future with optimism and enormous hope. In the book of Exodus, we come to a place where the Israelites are standing and ready to receive all of God's teachings, all of God's rules and laws. And God says to the people that if they would only make a sanctuary, a tabernacle, a dwelling place for God, and God would dwell with them. In Hebrew it says, Make for me a sanctuary that I might dwell among you. In the Exodus story, we learn that the Israelites did take up this commandment and prepared a tabernacle for the tablets of the law for God's presence to be kept and to accompany them on their way. But the latter part of the verse, it says that I may dwell among you, leave some room for creativity. Because now, living so many centuries, millennia, beyond the day when the Israelites stood and prepared their tabernacle according to God's instructions with the help of Bezalel and Aholiab. Today we are similarly commanded, but also apt to respond in different ways. True enough, we still build sanctuaries, temples, synagogues, houses of worship, so that we can come together as worshiping communities and find there a place to congregate to pray, to congregate to learn, and to congregate simply to be together as a faith community. Synagogues are special places where over centuries Jews have gathered, just like Christians and Muslims and others do in their sacred houses, to do what God commands, to learn how to respond, and to perpetuate the future by teaching the traditions and customs to the next generation. 
Over time, we've also come to learn that while these houses of worship may come and go, there are places that we must preserve well beyond the bricks and mortar that we build and specialize for these purposes. For instance, in Judaism, while a mikdash is a sacred place where we do gather and worship and learn, we call a home, a Jewish home, a mikdash ma'at, a small sanctuary dedicated to the very same things. Ironically, in Judaism, we say that it is the Jewish home and not the synagogue that is the most important place in the Jewish community. Why? It's not that the synagogue, the temple, the house of worship isn't important. But after we leave such a place, it is in our own homes where we must truly live out and do and commit ourselves to everything that the synagogue, the house of worship, compels us to understand to do. We teach our children. We guide them by being role models. We conduct our observances, prayers, and other rituals at home. The shared experience is found in the synagogue, but the home remains a principal and important place for Judaism to be lived. Furthermore, there are different ways that we do find a sacred place. So when God commands us in Torah and says, Make for me a sanctuary that I may dwell among you, today we might discover that our sanctuary isn't just the synagogue, the house of worship, or even our Jewish home. When I've asked and heard from some people what their sacred place is, it isn't a house of worship. Sometimes a sacred place can be a very special place set apart for special purposes. For example, I know Texans who have their home in the city, but also have their ranch, where they retreat on the weekend or at different seasons for various amounts of time, and they're on the ranch. They might meditate, contemplate, engage in activities that have nothing to do with the urban experience, and they find for themselves under the stars and night and in the wide open expanses something very connected to nature, something religious perhaps. It is for them a sacred place where they can be who they are, who need they need to be, who are not tied down or anchored to office or discipline or other responsibilities. So sacred place doesn't have to be a holy place, but it can be a place set apart for special purposes. And if that person who retreats to the ranch on the weekend or for a week during a vacation time comes back to home and work and place, renewed, refreshed, and ready, maybe that sacred place has served that individual very well to commune, as it were, with God, God's purpose for that person, and to know that the work that he or she comes back to the city to do is worthwhile and meaningful and filled with a sacred purpose too, to help build, to lend a hand, and to contribute generously to the larger community around us. For those who aren't privileged to also have a retreat on the weekend to go to a ranch, even for myself, and I'm sure for you, in my study at home where I have my books and a place to work, it is my favorite chair with a cup of coffee and a book where I find peace, relaxation, and an opportunity to center myself again. And while I do spend much time in the synagogue and leading worship and teaching and guiding, each individual, including your preacher, your pastor or priest, imam, and your rabbi, 
need ways to recharge their batteries too. A special place that is comfortable and suitable for what they need might be that mikdash too, that sacred place. And for others who are just learning to find their way, it might be possible for them to find in their heart that on the yoga mat or on a walk in the neighborhood, perhaps with AirPods in their ears listening to their favorite music, can be a sacred time as well, separated from the tumult and the noise of daily life. Not to say that we don't love our children or our pets or our household, but a little private time can do us well to step away, to regroup, to refresh and renew, and to return without guilt to all that we need to do, better prepared than ever before. So when God says, build me a sacred place, for the Israelites it was that tabernacle. Even for us, it's our brick-and-mortar house of worship. But it doesn't have to be brick-and-mortar. It doesn't have to be physical at all. To build a dwelling place for God, that God may dwell among us, may simply be the quiet, it may be the retreat, it may be the chair or the ranch or the boat or the lake, or any other place we can create creatively in order to find a way to hear God's message, to respond to God's word, and to know that created in God's image causes us to understand that we are here for a special purpose too. Our deeds are sacred. Our words are sacred. Our intentions are sacred. It doesn't mean that everything we do is religiously holy, but it can mean that we raise all of these things up for special purposes, to do better than we thought we could, and even in get into the habit of doing better than ever. As we make our way, especially during the cold winter and the difficulties that our city and region and state have faced in recent times, perhaps we do have to dig a little deeper to find the patience that enables us to do better, to rebuild safely, and to be kind to those who are in our family and those who are helping us. Perhaps we need to dig deeper, too, to be sure that we take the time that we need to recover from the expense of energy and patience and all that we've had to go through in recent times. I said to somebody recently that the floods and the brokenness of our homes and our stores and our shops, which have so disabled so many in our city, is more like what we do during hurricane season. It hasn't been for a long time since we've had to do such a thing in the winter. But here we are, and we don't do winter very well. We do summer much better. But it still requires us to arrive at a place where our greatest humanity is tapped so that we can continue to be at our very best under the worst of circumstances. And our being at our best means being honest with ourselves about what we can do, how we can help, and what we need from others too. And at the end of the day, to be grateful for what we have and what we were able to accomplish, and also just to put your feet up, to retreat, as it were, to create the sacred place where God's presence can be found and felt in order to feel that in God's presence we can arrive at what we need to do what we need to do and to be guided to better times and more peaceful moments. I'm Rabbi David Lyon from Congregation Beth Israel in Houston. 
Please share this message with others or listen again at my podcast called Heart to Heart with Rabbi David Lyon. You can find it at sunny99.com on the iHeartRadio app. As the week begins, I look forward to warmer temperatures, but I also look forward to the opportunity to be sure that even in my comfortable chair with a cup of coffee and a good book, that I also reserve the time to close my eyes and to consider the life that I'm living, the deeds that I'm called upon to do, and the person I aim to be. And wherever you are, either right now as you're listening or in the days to come, I would like to imagine you in a special place too. I have visited some ranches. I have been to the lake. I have hiked in the mountains. And I will share with you again, as I have before, the mountains are one of my favorite places. Not because it's the high place, as the Israelites looked up at Mount Sinai and found God and clouds and Moses up above, but rather the beauty, the vistas, the amazing earthly creations surround us in those places, certainly different from the surroundings we find in Houston on such flat ground. But if it's those moments where we can also be attracted to the holiness around us, then we can be moved, inspired, and enabled to come home again with some of what we felt and experienced there. It does our head good. It does our heart very good. And our soul is awakened to all that we are truly aiming to be. It makes the best of times a little sweeter for us, and we can be grateful. It makes the tougher times a little easier knowing that our tank, so to speak, is full with opportunities to appreciate that in God's presence we have what we need. And even if we can be in our house of worship or carry God in a tabernacle around with us, we know that in God's presence, in the invisible way that God is present with us, we know that we have all that we need. But we do have to pause. We have to sit. Sometimes we have to go to the ranch or the mountain to discover again what we truly need. If you're a worshiper, a meditator, good for you. And if you are not, you are not alone. And I think just some silence where we hear the pulse of the city or even the pulse of our heart, we might understand that our being is precious and renewing our soul for the sake of what is to come is an important way of preparing ourselves for all that will be. I pray this week that our challenges are behind us for the time being, that the pandemic begins to lessen and more vaccines are available to those who seek it, who need it, and will have it. The more we can do for ourselves and each other, the better and stronger will our community be. And as God's presence is with us, it's not only we who are waiting for God, but God is waiting for us. Let's make it the best week possible. Let's go from strength to strength with courage, with relaxation and renewal and opportunities to serve each other well. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to being with you again next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.